spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead. You have been warned. Welcome, welcome, welcome to that show of shows, that entertainment of entertainments, the big top of podcasts, Max Mike Movies. Huzzah! The daring duo of diatribes are at it again with a series they like to call Get Em, Jimmy! Here, they will take a detailed look at the entire Bond franchise, pick out the best and worst, and give them what for. When I say they, I of course mean we, and we is that guy over there, Mary Marching Max Levine. Hello. And this guy over here, the mucusy marvel, Mike Luce. <laughs> Ew. We are damned glad you're here. Why should we suffer alone? <laughs> this week's cinematic punching bag is 1983's offering, Octopussy. Octopussy. No, really? <laughs> but first, we have some business. Max, would you like to take care of the business? I am a taking care of business every day and in every way. Where can we be found? We can be we can be found everywhere. In fact, we're right behind you. <laughs> you can find our uh, entire catalog at maxmikemovies.com where you can see all of our stuff and comment on it. Please comment on us. We're so lonely. All I want for Christmas is a comment. Mm. You can also email us at us at maxmikemovies.com. You can find us on the podcast app of your choice, as long as you choose the Apple Podcast app or the Google Podcast app. Those are your choices, and you like them. You can also find us on Spotify. Yay, Spotify, Yay. I, I guess. That's a thing, right? Yes, it is. And uh, you can find us on the, the social crazy networks. We're on we're on the Face Smash, and uh, we're on the Twatter with, uh, you, as Max Mike Movies. You don't know what social media is, do you? Not as such. Ah, well, now that we have that out of the way, a few words of wisdom for our dear listeners. Toss, don't stack, please. And what is up with Zangief's ass? What is indeed? So, this week, Octo Pussy. Oh, How did they get away with that title? I don't know. Honestly, that I mean, that is the title. Again, as we mentioned in uh, Casino Royale, that that's a term from Texas Hold'em. There's some hand, I think, involving a pair of fours or some such. Called, pair of eights, which actually. is called huh? Pair of pa eights. Pair of eights, which is called an octopussy. Right. So octo meaning eight and pussy meaning <sighs> a crappy hand. Meaning I, galore. I don't know. And be fair, there was a short story written by Ian Fleming mm. called Octopussy. Yeah. Uh, this is the so, point, by the way. They have run out of Ian Fleming novels. So oh, they, they are. <laughs> I think that point was reached a few films ago. But yeah, okay. but now they are digging into his short stories. This was. Yeah. This film is, and I when I say based on, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's really being kind. Okay, there is one scene in the movie that is based on a short story called Octopussy. The story is, I I read this story. It's like only ten pages long, if that. That and, good, huh? Yeah, and. But we'll come to what what part of the movie it's about because it it shows up and never shows up again. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go into trivia eh? of which this wait, film wait, has. Wait, wait! But you missed the plot. No, that comes second. We oh, okay. Trivia first, give us trivia. The show. 
We can argue about this every time. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, budget, $27 million. Oh, that's money well spent. Oh, well, you know, and the sad thing is it is, because worldwide gross, $187 million. Oh, Lord, really? I don't know. <sighs> I... <laughs> so, this year, 1983, we got two Bond movies. <laughs> We got this and Never Say Never Again, which oh, I dear. just said. An unnecessary remake of Thunderball with Sean Connery, who played that part in the original. Um, yeah. yeah. It beat Never Say Never's take by about $20 million. So that mm. means that Never Say Never Again still made $167 million. Good God, really? I, I guess. And we all was... remember that one. That was one that was not made by, what, Eon Films, right? That is correct. There was some sort of weird thing where... Certain parts of Ian Fleming came up for grabs, yeah. or I don't know, and they were like, haha, like they couldn't use the name of the story. So they renamed everything in the film except James Bond. So they re they cleverly renamed his, uh, uh, his, um, the big villain's boat, Disco Volante, to Flying Saucer, which, which is, is what Italian Disco Volante means in English. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so. also apparently why. Um, Octopussy and such couldn't use the term Spectre because that got owned by uh, the other guy. Pussy yeah. Levine. Yeah. Well, I thought we were never going to speak of that again. You, yeah, anyway. So yeah. this is the last Bond movie to announce, announce the title of the next Bond movie. And in this case, oh, they yeah. got it wrong anyway. Yep. Because they announced it as being from A View to a Kill when in fact later it would just be called A View to a Kill. Because that makes... Much more sense. Well, if you've seen the movie... No, no, no. Yeah. Because unfortunately, we're going to be getting to that movie. And you're coming with you. us. I hate you, Max. I hate you, I hate <laughs> you, I hate you. So, the Fabergé egg seen in this film will be back in Ocean's 12. <laughs> so, it's uh, a recurring character. Uh, and quite honestly, one of the more interesting characters. Of this. Oh, wait. I'm skipping ahead. Yes, you are. Actor James Brolin, and to be fair, I didn't look this up because I, I'm lazy. I'm guessing is Josh Brolin's dad? Uh, yeah, I think so. Actually, I'm not sure. Almost landed the Bond role for this movie, but since there was a competing Bond movie coming out that year with proven hit Sean Connery and his wig, <laughs> they didn't want to take the chance, so they brought Roger Moore back at age 55. Yay. Uh -huh. What they didn't learn was that Roger Moore at 55 would look no better at age 58 when view to the kill anyway <clears throat> the sheep's eye that louis jordan eats is in fact made of marzipan okay, there sure they don't have to be quite so grossed out okay roger moore's driver and a movie production assistant on this film was future actor carrie elwis <laughs> oh yeah oh, man, which spot he, him well, he's not in the movie. He's a production assistant. Oh, so he, right. he, and he drove Roger Moore around. Yeah. Um, apparently, he was so nervous about causing an accident and, you know, denting Sir Roger Moore <laughs> that at one point, in true British fashion from the back seat over his newspaper, Roger Moore said something to the effect of, you could go a little faster if you wanted to. <laughs> so, wow, yeah. for, for the English, that's practically screaming. Yeah. Uh, this is the first Bond movie that is not, not presented by United Artists is in fact presented by MGM because there was a big merger the year before this film uh. came out. Ah. Vijay, or Vijay, or however one wants to say it, the agent in Snake Charmer disguise was actually a tennis player trying to become an actor, which is why we get 
get those great references to tennis yay tennis really i used to play cricket <laughs> yeah so did he the reason the movie's title doesn't actually appear in the theme song's lyrics is that they couldn't find a decent rhyme for octopusy. Shocktopussy, rocktopussy. Come on, how hard could it have been? Uh, very. As uh, oh. Yes, and much, much more, most of which is boring. So yeah. the hell with it. I, I gotta say, the theme song, did you see who wrote that? Who wrote the uh, lyrics? I, it was Tim Rice, wasn't it? Yeah, Tim friggin' Rice. Jesus Christ Superstar, Evita, that Tim Rice. And yeah, he we're wrote the theme All song. Time High. Oh, dear. We'll get to that yeah. after after we discuss the plot. Oh, dear. Okay, hold on to Strap your Strap in. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> or on. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this James... does actually feel, after watching this movie, it is not unlike the sensation I imagine one would get from one of those. Right. So, James Bond is back to save our collective bacons. Uh, bacon. Mm, bacon. Well, well, he's back. This time, there's a plot that involves a rogue Russian general sneaking out national treasures, treasures, auctioning them off, and having duplicates made so that the originals won't be missed. With the money he makes from the auctions, he... Um, well, they never really explained that part, but with something other than the plot smelling foul, James Bond is brought in to sniff out the villainy. Soon, Bond is at an art auction where he catches sight of the suspiciously French Kamal Khan, international <laughs> um, bad guy. Thinking quickly, Bond switches the real egg with the fake one, then lures Khan into his clutches by flashing the real egg at a backgammon game in Khan's native, well, where he lives anyway, India. <laughs> Bond notes Khan's cheating ways and manages to turn the tables, taking Khan for 200,000 rupees. That's 20,000 bucks to you and me. Ooh. And the egg. But Khan sends his second in command, a young woman with various talents and a suspiciously fake-looking octopus tattoo to get the egg back. She succeeds, and Bond is now chasing, um, tail. <clears throat> there are twists and turns. Eventually, Bond meets up with Khan's boss, the vicious, scheming Octopussy, master, uh, mistress of a whole island of women thieves. Yeah. Welcome to the million eyes of Sumeru. Yeah. Woman... Anyway, somehow her skills are aligned with the rogue Russian general whose real plan is to set off a nuclear bomb at a U.S. airbase in western Germany during a performance by Octopussy's Circus. No, I'm not making this up. I can't believe I'm saying this. Yeah. Which, will, which will make it look like nuclear bombs are so dangerous, the world should get rid of them except Russia, which will secretly keep theirs and ju just march in and take over all of Eastern Europe. Brilliant! Bond finds out the plot and, dressed as a clown, <laughs> dressed as a clown, Which is Paul. a hell of a metaphor for this whole movie. You know, Paul, yeah, not every yeah, secret Dave. agent can dress as a clown. Dressed right. as a clown, which is literally the only thing I remembered about this entire movie before <laughs> we watching it, manages to sneak into the performance of the circus and get to the bomb just before it can go off. I will give them credit. The timer on the bomb does not read 007. Yeah, that, that was... <laughs> that only credit I will give them. Khan tries to escape with the unconscious octopusy in tow. 
In a daring move, Bond leaps on top of their taxiing plane and manages to wrestle the bad guys and the plane to the ground, more or less, save the day, and Octopussy from another boring night of backgammon, swimming, and excellent food-like stuff. Sheep's head. Excelsior! God save the queen! <laughs> Callahan, Scotland forever. Okay. The lowdown. Yes. So yeah, well, I think I wrapped that up pretty well. Uh, yeah, given given how this plot is basically a narrative slag heap where they just yeah. throw ideas on top of each other uh, that no one else would really want. Yeah, you summed that up pretty well. Right. So, um, so we get the opening bit, which yeah. is uh, I, we're supposed to guess that it's in Cuba, which has um, wow, those are the whitest Cubans I've ever seen. <laughs> I also was like, is that supposed to be Fat Castro? I mean, what the hell? Castro like was they, actually pretty fit most of his life. Right. And it, and he lived like well into his 80s. And it's like, if you can live well into your 80s, maybe even the early 90s, and, and be a dictator you know, and smoke cigars. Well, I like, mean, it's not entirely clear. We don't really know we're in Cuba. It could just be, you know, a generic, you know, as the English would say, just a generic country of brown people. Uh, well, well. Except case, none of them are. <laughs> I, yeah. Literally, it looks like. Uh, hey, what's that stagehand doing? Quick, put on some sunglasses, give him a cigar, and put him in front of the camera. I still love how Bond is supposed to blend in. They put a <laughs> fake mustache on him. All I can think is, see, I am, I am Senor Bondo. <laughs> I fit in right here. See, yeah, Arriba. Un unfortunately, they don't let us just remember that it's Roger Moore. They have to get in close because it's like, oh, he's not spry. <laughs> No, you, you, I mean, yeah. his stunt double got a heck of a workout in this movie. Oh, boy, there's some there's some major wiggage going on here. Yes. Uh, and I don't mean with Roger Moore. I mean with the stunt, because it's like, anyway, we'll get yeah. to that. So there's this opening bit. Bond is trying to, I guess, I, he's trying to uh, destroy a plane that has a neon noodle in the nose for reasons <laughs> and stuff, I guess. Uh, and he actually initially fails, but then manages to succeed because he makes his escape from uh, Cuba, jolly old chap, in a Super Dave Osborne mini jet. <laughs> yeah, which still kills me. That's like a little beach craft, which yeah. basically can, at top speed, can probably go 11 miles an hour. And it 160. Out, he, he can outrun a heat-seeking missile. 160. I oh, okay. Yeah. So, by the way, the although, plane changes in the in mid-flight. No, it doesn't. Yeah, when he goes through the hangar <laughs> nope, sideways, nope. pulling a Millennium Falcon, it's a different plane. Well, you know why? They actually strapped a plane to a Jag and drove the Jag through the warehouse because let's face it, that is not a stunt you'd want to try. No, that is very so true. So it actually, I thought it looked pretty exciting for the rest of this. Film. Yeah, by yeah, comparison, right. yes. It's just, that was the, and then he, the big joke is he drives the plane with the wings folded up to a gas station and says, fill her up. Which, Apparently, yeah. the, the, the guys who, the director or the author, when he saw the script, he said, look, that's really dumb. We should cut that out. But apparently they'd already put it in the trailers. Well, they put it in the trailer and the directors saw that people liked it. They laughed. He said, ah, leave it in. I'm like, you know, yeah, just you, pull forward to the jet fuel pump I happen to have here. Well, you don't know this, Max, but most mini jets run on unleaded. I did not know that. <laughs> so Max uh, mentioned uh, the opening theme song, a song that, again, until I rewatched this film, had utterly forgotten for various, very obvious reasons, because, man, it is a lackluster opening song with yeah. a dull theme that honestly has sort of a sound quality of beige polyester. 
Yeah, it's Rita Coolidge with this fairly generic post-disco singer. Yeah, and it's so, it's so dull. It's music that literally sounds like the tape is about to warp at any second. <laughs> Seriously, I can't hear her holding the notes when she goes an all an all time high. You're waiting for the wow and flutter. It's just so awful. Mm. I mean, it's not just bad it's terrible it, it it's it sounds old and it sounds beige and it sounds boring and it quite honestly sets the sets the feeling yeah. of the film quite well right and then so leads guess... into the next opening which is an, a <laughs> clown being chased through the woods by a knife thrower clown chase clown chase and i'm so, i'm watching all i can think is you know if you got rid of the bright red balloon you're carrying along with you you'd be harder to spot in the woods and here he, uh, then suddenly i'm thinking you know clown bright red balloon and suddenly i'm over in stephen king's it you know we all float down here yeah, i guess uh, of course he has two balloons he has a green one which he pops which <laughs> alerts the knife throwing yeah. twins as it turns out because that's the thing but hey uh you know we, we've got a, a very tense exciting moment with the clown chase uh yeah, yeah. the clown makes and hey, it just, all the way mm-hmm. real just as a, as a bit of trivia max you probably knew this but that 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 music that i over the opening of our show um do you know the actual name of that yeah that is send in the gladiators close entry of the gladiators entry of the gladiators excuse me um and uh, it's done. I looked this up because I did not know. It was written by somebody named Julius Fuchik. Don't know. Uh, I wonder how Julius would feel knowing that instead of eliciting images of big, rough and tumble, manly men with oiled and hairy body. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, come back here. Come, come on. Coming, coming to fight each other in a, a, a gridiron of blood and death. It, in fact, evokes clowns. Yep. <laughs> And I still, somehow the clown gets to the British ambassador's residence, gets past security through the gate, and comes crashing through the window holding the Fabergé egg. And I'm sorry, when he comes crashing through the window in front of the ambassador, all I could think of is the major domo standing there going, Hey, Mr. Wizzo the Clown, to see you, sir. (laughs) I'm surprised his last words weren't, Melange still races. But yeah, he has has a Fabergé egg in his hand. Yeah, yeah, very, 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 yeah. Uh, he has a, a the Fabergé egg in his hand, which tells them everything. Uh-huh. Then so we get Fabergé then, then egg. We, then we see a bunch of Russian generals, including our old buddy General Gogol and his overcoat. Yeah. yeah, what I wrote was, Meanwhile, in Russian Russia, we have the League of Bad Actors in the Hall of Injustice plotting badness. <laughs> there is not a Russian accent to be found in this entire nope. room. Nope, General Orlov, who is played by Stephen Burkhoff, who we should all remember as the bad guy Victor Maitland from Beverly Hills Cop, is German and has a very German accent. And he's trying to do his best Frank Gorshin and failing. Yes. I, I, I kept waiting for him to go, because, <laughs> yeah, just, no. He's no. trying to, his villain plan is so dumb. He's he's screaming at them, look, we have all these troops, we can just march into West into West Germany. And General Gogol, East. quite, no, no, West. They're already in East Germany. They want to oh, cross right, right. the border into the West. Well, the rest of East, they're actually wanting to march into the rest of Eastern Europe. Yeah, well, yeah. And uh, General Gogol points out, not unreasonably, NATO would never allow it. They'd hit us with nuclear weapons. And Orlov's argument is, no, they're decadent and they don't speak with one voice. And it's like, you know, that's why the nukes are there in Western Europe, right? They were waiting for this. It's a brilliant plan, and it just might work. No, it won't! 
The first thing that would happen is they would have started launching tactical nukes. NATO was very tense about this stuff. They were. Th that's why the Russians never sent so much as like four guys in a jeep over the border. Well, they sent Jerry Lewis. Oh, no, no. <laughs> so, anyway, so <laughs> well, with the Cold War, Mr. General Person. <laughs> well, so uh, thankfully, the um, the arrival of the the Fabergé egg is enough to tip off MI six. six. Mm -hmm. Uh, somebody actually, I had one of our, our listeners um, told me this, Matt, thank you very much, the other night at dinner, MI5 is for internal and MI6 is for external. Oh, okay. I did not, so, I did not know yeah. that. I, so sort I of the, like know that. the distinction between the FBI and the CIA. That's exactly how we put it. So okay. uh, I, I thought they just kept adding numbers after a while because, well, <laughs> no, we've got a better one. We've got MI9. Um, but anyway, so the arrival of the Fabergé egg says to MI5, Six. Aha! I bet there's a Russian plot. We should go to Sotheby's. Uh, uh huh. What? <laughs> well, that's what happened. Yeah, I know. I you like, do have to wonder why did they, well, except for the fact that the clown who was killed is actually Agent Double O Nine. So right, obviously which, something's up. Yeah, and not the yeah. Okay. So they decide that hmm, an art auction. Who should we send? James Bond because art uh, auction. Yes, because. And he, by the way, the. Fabergé egg is a fake, yeah. which is was uh, yeah whatever, and it's being offered for sale or the real one is whatever by a lady. Yeah, we don't know who okay. because it's just because that's actually what the thing is called, property of a lady. That particular yeah. egg. Yeah. So Bond goes to the to Sotheby's because he's on mm. the lookout, and who should show up? But Kamal Khan, an ex Afghanistani prince, played. By Louis Jordan? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's supposed to be Afghani. Uh, he, he is he is as more French than French dressing. He is Frencher than French fries. And he does I not French. even he doesn't even try to, to cover the accent. And what is Louis Jordan doing in this movie? This I is freaking yo Gigi and class all the way. It was like the, the embodiment of of uh, popular French movies. Yeah, and, and he yeah. has this attitude all through the movie, like I don't I'm know, French. I don't know why I am here. You English are silly people, and you Americans are very silly people. Where's my check? Yeah. So yeah, and then Bon, the woman he's with, his second in command, who later turns out to actually be the second in command of I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, it's Magda. She, she bit, bit Bond very cleverly ups the bid because he realizes, you know, I bet that guy who's supposed to be Afghanistani and is actually French is probably up to something. So he says, can I look at that egg, please? And they bring over the real egg, and he very cleverly and obviously moves it under the table, then brings it back up and says, like, hmm, yes, looks good to me. I'm sure they would have no trouble with that at Sotheby's, and not, never mind letting him touch it at all. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, this is Sotheby's back when Sotheby's used to be held around a bunch of tables. So mm. whatever. Yeah. Um, so I guess the idea here is, and I, I I don't understand how the Russians wouldn't figure this out. There's a there's a fake Fabergé egg, so that when they come to do inventory in Russia, the guy who does inventory go, "Yep, the egg's still here," mm. and they won't notice that. Hey, record price paid for Fabergé egg in the newspaper. Yeah, yeah. Nobody will yeah. notice that this incredibly famous piece of artwork has just been sold. It's like, isn't that the one that we've got there on the shelf? And in fact, no. they show a scene later in the movie where the guy what does the inventory shows up, takes one look at one of the fake pieces of, uh, I don't know, old, old oh, family the, stuff. Oh, the star of Orloff, yeah. And, and, and he drops it on the ground and stamps on it, like, after one look. So it's like, 
apparently the fakes wouldn't have worked anyway so that whole part of the plot yeah anyway so anyway <sighs> bond goes outside and we see him at the bond street kiosk <laughs> <laughs> get it bond yeah. street cuz it's funny yeah and then oh lords of suck they actually play the bond theme in the movie i know i'm going oh, a little bit ahead yeah they you're go jumping to India. ahead they, he, go, uh, he goes to can India. We, can we can we please jump ahead please <laughs> no not yet yeah, because so, yeah they have to follow he decides to follow khan and the fake or no real whatever egg khan it's no the he fake had, one at that point yeah he he follows khan to india where he apparently has a palace it's an actual thing the monsoon palace it's yeah. not owned by anyone named Khan, but... No, apparently there's nothing in it either, yeah. but that's okay. They, they follow him there, and yes, this is the first time in any of the movies where James Bond gets <sighs> to hear the James Bond theme, because every we, we, of course, being a Bond film, we have to see every possible cliché of any country they're in. So there's a snake charmer, and he is playing yeah. the Bond theme on his flute. And apparently, James Bond knows the melody. Let's well, see. having been in a bunch of these, I suppose that makes sense. Yeah, and that, of course, turns out to be his contact, and then blah, blah, yeah. blah, and they play back, mm. he plays backgammon with uh, Khan, who is cheating. Yeah, Which this feels is when a I lot s- like the scenes in Goldfinger. Yeah, there, there were a remarkable number of Goldfinger ripoffs. Never mind yeah. the, I mean, yes, the cheating at uh, backgammon instead of cards, the desperation to win, and the... St- immense silent except not really silent bodyguard who even silent does the but same deadly huh? <laughs> silent but deadly yes, silent but deadly except he isn't silent he can talk no, we see grows. why he doesn't because he yeah. he's the guy was obviously chosen because hmm we need a men- large menacing indian gentleman hey you mchuge large what are you doing yeah, and then he crushes the dice just like Oddjob crushed yes. the golf ball, and it's just, okay. Yes, and yeah. later on he actually does the same sneak, come up behind Bond, knock him out with a karate chop, just like Oddjob does. Yeah, and there's Ugh. quips here, but they're not only lame, but you can tell that Roger Moore thinks they're lame. They're just really blandly delivered. Yeah, and also, not to mention some of them are quite racist. When yeah. he, ha- he hands Vijay a-, a wad of money, he goes, that should keep you in curry for a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, geez. Curry Indian because he's from the continent. Okay. It, then he and ends we up- won't even talk about, like, oh, you know, the treatment of India by Britain. Uh, we'll just gloss yeah, over Yeah, we're, we're going to ignore the Imperials. I mean, because there's a big chase scene and there's everything. There's a guy. There's Wait, a, what? It's a moped chase scene. Oh, excuse me. It's a moped taxi chase scene. <laughs> Yeah, and we run into the guy sleeping on the lying on the bed of nails, the sword swallower, yeah. the fire breather, yeah. and it, I'm sitting there going, "Well, at least they don't have you know the guy doing the rope trick." Oh no, we saved oh. that for Q's lab. Yeah, yeah and he, here we're still getting ahead because in the middle yeah. of this wonderful moped chase, there's some really stupid, stupid tennis gags, which I didn't understand at the Ugh. time, but then when I found out that the actor playing VJ is supposed to actually have been a tennis pro. And there's even one point, and it's almost as egregious as the stupid pigeon from Moonraker, yeah. where he's whapping bad guys, and they show a shot of the crowd, and they look from one side to the next. Like they're watching like... a tennis match. Yeah. <sighs> oh. So, yeah. Then we get a hilarious clown fight. Ha. Huh. And then we go to Q. Yes, and, and one of Q's devices is you know, a rope coming out of a basket for some reason. Oh, but then it bends because it's not quite working, and Ugh. there's some quip about being able to keep it up. And oh, okay, 
And then mm. we have this this gag, which makes not really much sense, where Bond has got this great little Seiko digital watch, because, to be fair, those were a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It has a TV in it, and he, wow, look, he can zoom in on boobs. Yes, he... Sh- <laughs> One of Q's assistants, he's like points the camera at her cleavage and is doing zoom in and zoom out. And honestly, when uh, I'm right there with Q when he says we don't have time for this juvenile behavior, and right. I'm like, yeah, come on, Rog, you're 55, grow up. Yeah, you bell end, stop doing right. that. It's literally like he's 12 year olds again, and he's back in, yeah. in boarding school. And then they leave the camera, like the, they show you the monitor is in the background, zoomed in on the boobs for the rest of the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably the best they treat women in this film. Oh, I'm getting ahead of yeah, myself. Also, that though. watch, which is supposed to be able... He has a tracking device hidden in the Fabergé egg, yeah, and yeah. the watch has is a, can follow it. This covert item sits there beeping loudly when it's <laughs> tracking. It's like, yeah, that's what I want when I'm sneaking around a villain base. My watch going, beep, beep, beep. Yeah, that's okay, because this Bond couldn't sneak past a rubbish bin. So Yeah, yeah his idea anyway. of sneaking is hunching over slightly. So, so Bond has, has let show the real egg to Kamal Khan or yeah. Kamal Khan. Khan? Maybe he's Khan. Khan. I don't know because he's not. I don't think he's even been to Afghanistan. And so um, Khan sends his uh, Khan sends his, <laughs> um, his his second in blonde there to go and uh, spend a night with James, which is um, kind of. Uh gross um, yeah she's about 25 years younger than he is and it's like watching your dad with a babysitter it's just yucky it's <laughs> yeah it's also they have no chemistry she clearly no. doesn't even like him no the characters no. don't the, the character doesn't like him and there's and well, nothing there it's not it's not um hot at all none no, of the sex have... in this movie is at all you know enter, uh, engaging it shall we say sagging <laughs> but that's bit. okay because this isn't the last time we'll have problems with chemistry or sex in this film so no. at one point he notices Ugh. i swear it's one of those little tattoos you get out of the 25 cent machines yeah and it is terrible and they zoom in on it to let us see it peeling off it's <laughs> terrible and he asks her what's that and her response Ugh. is that tattoo why that's my little octopusy ah um. <laughs> This movie is brought to you by Groan, Yawn, and Wince Limited. <laughs> so, next up, finally, an hour into this film, we get the star of the movie, because that's how she billed. We get Maude Adams as Octopussy, who, if I remember correctly, died in Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah, yeah. So, it's no problem bringing back an actress to play a different character who died from a different Bond film, because we forgot, right? Yeah, that we, was no, 10 but years I ago. I known if I hadn't read that in the trivia. Oh, I, as soon as I saw Maude Adams in the credits, I'm like, wait a minute. She was introduced in Man with the Golden Gun. Like, that was her first movie. Yeah, yeah. She was a, she was a uh, model. She wasn't. It's like, uh, are we? And she's in a lot of that movie. Uh, so we're just supposed to. F- okay, we guess yeah. we forget. Then we get this great dinner scene. Chilled monkey brains, Dr. Joe. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> to be much. Fair, to be fair, this did come out a year before Temple of Doom, but it's yeah. it's again. Let's let's make the oh what the Indian people eat is really gross. That's okay. right. Oh, foreign food. He. Although to be fair, the Indian people don't eat it. This um, fake Afghanistani prince, who's really French, eats it. So mm. it's making fun of fake Afghan. Oh, there is a, 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 a Russian dish, which is basically like he says, stuffed lamb's head, but the eyes are supposed to be quail eggs. Oh. So you don't act, are not expected to eat the eyes. 
that's okay because it's completely obvious this is not an eyeball. I thought it was yeah. a hard-boiled egg, but whatever. Yeah, so, sure. and then there's this long, drawn-out dinner scene, which is absolutely it goes pointless. Nowhere. And then he, yeah, he Khan is saying yes. We are going to extract information from you, Mister Bond, and we're going to use, you know, this this chemical, this mixture of curare and a psychotropic. I'm going. No, it's that's not. That's not how curare works. <laughs> curare either paralyzes you or kills you. It's we not... know this because there's a scene in uh, one of my favorite films, Hudson Hawk, where they get hit by curare darts and they, you know, can only talk, which mm-hmm. never mind. And you have to be incredibly <laughs> careful with the dosage because they used to do that. They would use curare as a paralytic in surgery. And, and he says, oh, you get permanent brain damage. And we're all go- going, yes! <laughs> <laughs> or I'm thinking, how would you know? So then they take Bond back to his cell because he's now been captured by Kamal Khan. And Bond then quite honestly, sneaks around like Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Dear gods, I swear they, they just put in... I, there should have been pizzicato tuba. I mean... No. I just don't think Roger Moore cared. Yeah. He just didn't care. He was not making much of an effort. Uh, has he met Octopussy in this yet? Uh, I don't care. Yeah. Because when, when he does, her. I do have to say, looking at the two of them together, because at least she's within about 15 years of his age. Okay. More or less. It really is the battle of the cheekbones. Watching them <laughs> yeah, talk. Yeah, but they do have all the chemistry of milk and Pepsi. Oh, no. Hey, Laverne DeFazio would disagree with you. <laughs> but Actually, I think it was Shirley who had the... No, no, no. It, oh, was, maybe the... it was Laverne. Shirley thought that was the grossest thing ever. Oh. That's right. Shirley had Boo Boo Kitty. Yep, That's right. Yep. Okay. But, <laughs> I'm sure everyone is on the edge of their seats. Oh, I hope they mentioned Boo Boo Kitty in this episode. <laughs> oh, please, please make a Laverne and Shirley reference. Uh, <laughs> Hello. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. then he clumsily escapes and what? boringly escapes from Kamal Khan. Wait, 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 wait. Um, I, I want to go back a sec. The, do the, we have to? Yes, we do. The meeting with Octopussy. <laughs> I think that comes later. I think we just meet her. Okay. But anyway, go ahead. Oh, go right. ahead. When he does meet her, we this we are we are suddenly introduced to the actual Ian Fleming story, and the Ian Fleming story is about this woman. <laughs> Sorry, who can, I can't stay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the is about this woman confronting Bond about a, a man that he had gone after, a traitor, and uh, he had given that man twenty four hours to put his affairs in order, and the guy had killed himself, and it turned out that was her father, and she was there to thank him for allowing him an honorable way out rather than being dragged back to England for a court-martial. And Bond and, so slyly goes, uh, yes, I did this thing, you, I I did this thing, yes. Yeah, you do get, really get the feeling that, wow, this is the first I've heard of this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Roger Moore all but goes, huh? And now, that it's an interesting segment. It's an interesting yeah. idea. And that's it. Then we never get any any reference to this ever again. It doesn't come up. I, I think at that point they end up tumbling into bed together. And as Mike yeah. said, wow, is there no chemistry? And the sad, the saddest thing to me is when they collapse on the bed, my first thought is, oh, they're taking a nap. Because that's <laughs> know, what it looks like. They're not moving. She's just sort of like her head's falling into his shoulder. and He's just lying there. I figured, oh, dad needs a nap. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So I, I yeah, love the so way he escapes with the Tarzan yell. Well, no, no, that, ah! no, no, that's much later. No, it's not. Yes, it is. He, he no, it's not. It's right it, when he's when he escapes from Khan. That's when he does it. But this, no, I mean he escapes when he uh, climbs into the corpse bag. 
they're getting rid of dead bodies and they're they're wrapping them up in burlap bags and so he gets into one which by itself is not the worst plan but when they're taking him out of this is the part i couldn't i really got me they throw him in the back of the the jeep and you hear him go and the two guards actually look at each other and i swear all i could think is well there's something you don't hear every day chauncey what's What's that edgar a corpse grunting Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's like well, for all you right. fans out there. Yeah, it's like all right. We know that the hench people in these Bond movies are all morons, but come yeah. on! You just heard yeah. the corpse make a noise. So we also find out that Octopussy <sighs> lives in a temple of women bandits whose guards, for some reason, all dress like the greatest American hero. <laughs> I was thinking the Incredibles, but yeah, these bright red yeah. bodysuits. You can't see me. <laughs> yes. Later, they are trying to do a, a commando raid in bright red bodysuits. Shiny. Yeah, but we ones. also f- it's shiny, shiny, because because you know lycra. Um, but we also find out Octopussy uh, used to be a smuggler. That's how she started her thing, and that's how she get, gained or garnered or grew this temple of buxom beauties that basically lie around and don't wear much. Mm. Um, but now, she's seen the error of her ways, and she has in fact diversified into things like cruise lines, hotels, carnivals, yeah. and circuses? Yeah, I love that. It's like, I'm really shipping hotels, carnivals, and circuses, because that's the natural progression. <laughs> Because somehow we have to work circuses into this. Yeah, because that's where the money is. <laughs> circuses. And hey, we know that these are all behind some great hidden um, trumped up, I hate to use that term, trumped yeah. up name so that nobody knows it's her. So what do they call it? Octopussy Circus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah not, 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 the yeah. Mo- not the most devious. But you're right, by the way. That is, uh, after he's the corpses, he does the corpse gambit. Yeah. He, he does the Tarzan time. yell because Khan, who it turns out is a great white hunter, yeah. goes after him as like an elephant hunt. Of course, with all these Indian native guides, because we do that in India, and we're in yeah, India, like, remember? Like, like, like Jonathan Kincaid and Sa- Sabu. Exactly, yeah. except you know, odd job should be there <laughs> as Ramu. So yeah, Ramu, I'm sorry, yeah. Ramu. Yeah. So, and um, oh, we get that one moment. I remember this just cringing in the movie theater in 1983. Bond is confronted by a tiger. <laughs> and what does well, he do? sort of. It's kind of the tiger suit from uh, Meaning of Life, kind but of. okay. <laughs> kind of. But the way he deals with it is he pulls... Uh, Back in Woodhouse. the 80s, there was a very famous dog trainer named Barbara Woodhouse. Now, this is so this is a reference that does not age well because nobody knows her. And no. the way he looks at the cat, raises one finger and goes sit and the tiger sits down exactly what a tiger a hungry tiger yes because of course tigers and dogs pretty much the same thing and tigers are so well known for responding to commands i'll admit at this point i I mean i I take my notes in chronological order but i Mm. honestly don't remember exactly what's going on but at one point he's escaping from uh, our uh, they, Louis Jard, I'm sorry, not Louis Kamal Khan, because yeah. remember he's Afghani. He's not French, yeah. <laughs> or is it Afghani? I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he's trying to is to get out of uh, 
uh, pussy. I mean, uh, octopussy galores. <laughs> uh, whatever. Yeah. You can try to get out of her her magic island, her fantasy island. And we've seen close-ups of a blue ring octopus, which, to be fair, is an exceedingly toxic animal. Like it's it's tiny bits about of its poison will kill you instantly. Not instantly. Um, unfortunately, it takes several minutes. But yeah, this what this one won't because um, <laughs> it's made of rubber. So at one point, Bon is getting away from henchmen's, and he manages to shove the guy's face into the tank, and then the guy falls back. The octopus is on his face, and quite honestly, it looks like <laughs> the octopus is humping the guy's it face. It really does. I, I found out this was actually supposed to be a subtle um, evocation of the face hugger from Alien. Really? Um, yeah, but it really you sit there, and there's this octopus going. <laughs> And it's really like my last dying gasp thing is to mate with this guy's face. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised there isn't somebody overdubbing the sound effect. Because that's Seriously. what it sounds like. <clears throat> and unfortunately, at this point, I'm going to have to do some fancy editing because we've lost Max. <laughs> oh, what? Can you not hear me? Oh, there you are. Yeah. <laughs> right. So oh, also God. at this point, I had to ask a question. What the hell does the Fabergé have to do with anything? Uh, they're selling the jewels be for that ge General Orlov. <laughs> Why? I don't know. That's never Prince really Orlov. clear. He wants the no. jewels. Is he buying the nuclear bomb? We don't know. Well, except that he runs off with them at the end of the... Fa I mean, yeah. I don't know I'm jumping ahead, but there's these twin clown cars. I'm sorry. Mm. That's whatever and and one of them has an, an atomic bomb we don't talk about where he got that i guess being veal prince orloff he was able to just walk off with one somewhere mm -hmm. um but there are there are twin clown cars um and one of them has the the man in the flying cannons real cannon although they duplicate the cannon uh, whatever mm -hmm. and one of them has the stones in it um, the other one has the bomb <laughs> I, 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 and he's like i'm gonna run off i guess and then what? Yeah. I mean, are you going to sell them again? I think Sotheby's knows that trick. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's really unclear. It really, really is. Really, really. Uh. Um, oh, you know the other thing that gets me that we find out when she's talking about uh, how she diversified into clown, into circuses and clowns? <laughs> when he, uh, that her father was fascinated by octopi, which, by the way, is not the plural. It's octopods. No. Uh, and... Octo and he gave her the childhood nickname Octopussy. Which... Oh my god, that's so creepy. It's a horrible thing for any father to Your do. Your uh, dad called you Oh, Octopussy, Octopussy come in for din, din. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh. So that's how it is in that family. Creepy. Uh, oh, yeah, and as uh, you say, Don Bond is swinging away. And I, when Mike says there's the Tarzan yell, he doesn't mean Roger Moore... Do, tries to do a Tarzan yell. He means they play the actual Johnny Weissmuller or whoever actually yeah. did the yell over his swinging for yeah. no reason. Yeah, and then we have the octopus humping the guy's face. Oh yeah, and isn't this is also when they've been attacked by the by the evil Duncan and his yo-yo of death? <laughs> Talk, I mean, you're looking at that weapon, going so. All I really have to do is step two feet over this way. And huh? then all, and all I need is a pair of scissors and he'll snip. Okay. Yeah. The guy has, it's literally like a buzzsaw on a string and we're supposed to be terrified. Yeah. And well, he can walk the dog with it, which I guess is how it, <laughs> yeah. So oh. back in the 70s, yo-yos were, never mind. Yeah, okay. Don't. So oh, there's no point. 
No, so we, we sadly we see um, VJ is killed by the evil Yo-Yo mm. because as a secret agent, he is second only in badness to um, our hero. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And then um, Bond is on Super Vixen Island and then he's not yeah. and he's escaped out on his hollow alligator. Uh, and he's which, going to yeah. East Berlin because that's where the bomb is going and so is the right, circus. But, but because he's going to East Berlin, um, M shows up and gives him a cover. Why? Everybody, <laughs> apparently everybody on Earth knows knows that he's James Bond. As we've pointed well, out, he's like the most famous spy in the world. Yeah, but they, this time they don't even give him the little fake Cuban mustache. Yeah. It's like they hand him a dossier and say, this is your cover. You're a furniture salesman. <laughs> Great. It never comes up. Nope. Ever. We, we don't even see nope. him hand the papers to anybody. Nothing. No. So then we go to Karl Markstadt. I'm sorry. Karl Markstadt. Yeah. Uh, which is where the the next showing of the circus is, and um, all the villains are there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Uh, maybe villains like circuses, but whatever. But that's when we see what what's going to happen, and that's where they they show it's like, ha, there are two clown cabooses <laughs> into which I have duplicates of the super flying Mario brother cannon and into the base of that one has the gems and one has the bomb but yeah. you don't know which no we don't care no yeah we, we don't so, we really don't Ugh. then there is this really 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 boring long fight chase scene across the top of a train which sounds like it should be exciting and, and it isn't just, no it's actually annoying you're like, could you please end this? We yeah. know what's going to happen. So, any and, and you know, I'm actually skipping ahead a little bit, but whatever. Who cares? So, We're not missing anything we, important. There is nothing important. Mm. So you remember that uh, when we talked about Moonraker, I brought up a piece of trivia where Roger Moore apparently does not like guns, and he would only shoot one gun in that film, and it's it's he shoots a a uh, apparently it's sniper season. Uh. Well, it looked like a snipe, and uh, <laughs> I, he does that one scene, and he grimaces, and that's it. He doesn't shoot. Well, yeah. apparently he got over it because he shoots lots of people. He in just this film. he's gunning people down left and right in this one. Blam 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 blam. I still like apparently, he though, falls off the train at one point, and he has to catch up. So he hitch he's trying to hitchhike in Germany. Yeah, and he gets into this little car. And now, okay, you got to give them credit. They're being just as culturally insensitive to the Germans as they are to the Indians. Because apparently it's Augustus Gloop's parents. <laughs> it really is. I swear I was waiting for Yeah, yeah, my name is Hansel. Hansel? Yeah. yeah. So these uh, two rather... Yeah, eat this knockwurst. It's good, yeah? And they're eating... The guy's eating it with his hand in the car while he drives. And the wife... You know, both of both of these people are, shall we say, a, tra a tad rotund. And they yeah. are both trying to hand him beer and knockwurst. <laughs> beer and knockwurst, Because yeah? we are Germany, yeah? Yeah! Essen, Essen! <laughs> yeah, okay. So, oh, yeah. Lord. <laughs> So, yeah, and, and just a tiny other bit of trivia because people care. Uh, James Bond is not using his PPK in this. He's using mm. a Walther P5 because stuff and or reasons, yeah. <clears throat> which I think are the two names oh. on the script. Oh, but, Lord, uh, point right. he's in the car and the tires have been shot out. So he drives the Mercedes. Onto, so, yeah, he, he drives yeah, he onto a, a railroad track. And the, yeah, and that was that was one of the big I call no way moments because the car well, you may what Max 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 you you have to think back to be fair you have mm -hmm. to think back there was a tagline an ad that very famous ad from Mercedes at that time you do not remember it I guess I don't what was it Mercedes our cars are as wide as trains 
Of course. You, I you don't remember that? That was a big ad campaign in the 80s. Yeah, the, the car drives on and it fits. You know, both wheels without tires just neatly fit onto the tracks because apparently Mercedes wheelbase is the same gauge as a, as a freight train. Yeah, I don't know. So, and hey, piece of trivia, and, I, and please write me in, uh, write us in and tell us if this is wrong, but I believe the width of railroad tracks are based on chariot wheels. Oh, I thought they were buckboards. I believe it was based on tra- chariot oh, But, hey, write us in. Yeah, us, us and Max, Mike, Movie Soccer. Anyway, I have three words for this section of the movie. Ugh. The gorilla suit. <laughs> Uh, it was the white gorilla. No. Uh, <laughs> so Bond is snuck into, uh, I think it's the fake cannon with the bomb in it. Or was it the vessel? With Who the cares? Yeah. Anyway, so, and, and they have to cross the border, which means that, of course, they have to have the uh, East German um, circus guards, whatever, come in and look at all the stuff. And so Bond had been hiding behind some costumes. Well, we all know that East German guards know that trick. And um, Big Boutte, or whatever the hell his name is, and the leftover, um, still living, uh, uh, knife-throwing twin are in the caboose as well. And so somehow Bond has managed, (laughs) without them noticing, to sneak into a handy gorilla suit that is hanging up, standing up. Yep. And suddenly has eyeballs, and at one point even almost looks at its watch, and they don't notice. Yeah. Yeah. And out of the corner of his eye, um, Big Boutte <laughs> seems see, thinks he sees something moving, and he turns away to get a sword, which is enough time for Bond to sneak out of the gorilla suit and yet not have the gorilla suit collapse to the floor. Yeah. And get to the ceiling trapdoor after. You know, and then you have the top of the train fight. The gorilla suit, ladies and gentlemen. The gorilla the suit. Don't miss the exciting gorilla suit scene. And then, and then yeah, other stuff happens. General Orloff gets killed. So the whole thing is they're taking the train from uh, Karl Markstadt to... Um, Berlin Alexanderplatz. I know they're going into <laughs> West Germany into, to an American right. military base. This is where Bond falls off the train and he has to hitchhike and ja, strudel, uh, zum Tosten. And <laughs> somehow, and they've set, the, they've set the clock on the bomb. Okay, we're going to make sure that the bomb goes off at 3.45. And they tell you that this gives them a total of three hours from when they set. So somehow in three hours, they go from East Germany to West Germany. Ten minutes after Bond falls off the train, there's a circus parade and the tent's already set up. Time for the show! Instant circus! It's amazing. Yeah, just add water, apparently. The time factors in this part of of the movie are just ridiculous. And to me, the most ridiculous is when Bond makes it to the circus and he is evading capture by all the American MPs. By the way, I would like to point out this movie really insults the American MPs. In that Bond, when he drives through the gate, the MP pulls out his gun and starts shooting in the air to warn him. No MP would ever do that. It's incredibly dangerous and stupid. It was also also really embarrassing when the guy then just said, Strudel! Strudel! Yeah. 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 Okay, he doesn't say Strudel. No, he doesn't. It would actually have been better if he had. It really would. (laughs) So Bond is trying to evade capture. So what does he do? He ducks into the clown trailer... And now I watched for this because I read this and I wanted to see if this was true. They keep cutting back and forth to the bomb timer. So you do have a sense of how much time is passing. In 28 seconds, 
Bond gets into the trailer, puts on a clown costume, and apply, and perfectly applies complete clown makeup and the red nose. I mean, there isn't a smear to be seen, and then runs off to the big top. 28 seconds. I want to take that class at MI6. And even better, he's not only in a clown outfit that mirrors another clown in the show. Oh, which is a big exact... no-no in clown culture, yes. Right. And it also is the exact same clown outfit in which 009 gets killed in yeah. the opening of the film. Because, yeah. um, who are the authors again? Ah, yes, Stuff and Reason. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, look out, a bomb! And, and he's, eventually tr- he's trying to convince them. these American generals, and for some reason, that uh, there's a bomb, and for some reason, they won't take him seriously. I, I don't know why. Octopussy, tell him who I am! <laughs> Which is, you know, there's a <laughs> sentence that you want to say if you want to establish your bona fides. Oh, it's not the worst quote in this film. Oh, no, we they're... still have one coming up. Anyway, yeah. anyway, so so Bond saves the day. And again, I will give him the one credit I will give this film is that the timer does not end that at 007. I, will also, I also and... rather like the fact that the way he removed that timer, the detonator, that's kind yeah. of how they work, that the yeah. contacts actually snap out. That was all yeah. right. And then that's it. And suddenly okay. everyone is <laughs> so... like, hey, hooray for you, Mr. James Bond. Thank you, Mr. James Bond. <laughs> Uh-huh. Giving uh, Hercule Poirot, I'm sorry, Louis, I mean uh, Kamal yeah. Khan, a chance to, um, I hate to say this, no, I won't say it, uh, make off with <laughs> Octopussy and uh, the jewel, no, I don't know, whatever. Uh-huh. He goes off and he's getting into the little escape Oh, he, well, hang on, you, you skipped a whole chunk. He doesn't escape Good. with Octopussy, <laughs> he just escapes. She then track goes oh, after right. him. Right, and he makes it back to the palace of something the or Monsoon whatever palace and she and follows the, him with basically she is a commando squad of circus performing amazon women on in, the moon in their bright red <laughs> bodysuits and they right. have the dumbest fight scene i probably i would say in the top three dumbest fight scenes in any bond movie Oh, I want to say it's the dumbest fight scene since that episode of Sigmund and the Sea Monsters, but whatever. <laughs> the saddest slurp and slurp. thing, you watch them, if you watch closely, most of the punches and kicks are missing, but they're still playing the sound effects like they hit. I mean, really obviously missing by like four feet. I really wanted to dub in, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> so anyway, so so Octopussy, the, the master mistress smuggler and, and yeah. circus owner, gets knocked out and... Um, Louis Jordan makes off with her. Uh, meanwhile, Q and Bond are making their way to Paradise Island <laughs> in a balloon. Yes, a balloon painted with a gigantic Union Jack. Because that's what you do when you want to come in quickly. And this, to me, leads to the worst quote, at least of this part of the film. Because mm. Bond is looking through his little tiny TV watch, and he turns to Q and he says... Octopussy's in trouble. <laughs> Come on, Scooby. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. so he gets in there and they they don't actually catch Louis Louis Jor Kamal yeah. Khan thingy. He makes it to some old propeller plane so we can have this absolutely ridiculous oh. chasing. The Bond is is coming up after the plane on a horse. He, he literally does leap onto the plane. And hangs on to the back. Even when the plane is upside down. He even sometimes steers it with his foot. Uh, and Khan yeah. actually turns to, you know, <laughs> fake odd job and says, go out there and get him. And I gotta say, 
not odd job speaks for the entire audience when he looks at kind of goes out there <laughs> because that is a yeah. perfectly reasonable response he said wait you want me to go outside why don't you try turning around or over because bond somehow has figured out how to unplug the engines <laughs> a rabbit up here <laughs> and he does and he goes out with his knife and bond kills him by snapping the radio antenna, holding the police radio antenna back and snapping it in his face. You know, Even better, we don't at all notice the parachute strapped under his coat. Uh, I was trying to figure out when I saw him falling, are we not supposed to see that? Uh, like, wait, did he go out with one on? I couldn't remember because it was just, okay. But he doesn't remember, I guess, to pull the ring because not odd job is, you know, not bright. And uh, oh, he's gone. Fell, and then. Bond jumps he, in and uh, Louis Jordan's trying to land the plane. And despite the fact the plane is probably going at about 80, 90 miles an hour. Jump! That Bond and Octopussy jump out <laughs> and are fine. But Louis Jordan, oh, poor Louis Jordan. The plane, which is suddenly filled with explosives, yeah, I, rounds a bend, smashes and explodes. If you watch, the fire actually starts before the plane hits. Yes, if you watch a little closely, the left side, the left wall of the cliff bursts into flames before the plane hits it. Wait, wait, Max, mm -hmm. what you're trying to say is that the left side of the cliff bursts into flames! <laughs> that is exactly what I'm trying to say. So there actually is a piece of trivia left out. It turns out that th when we see the plane diving and then it suddenly banks to the right, yeah, it wasn't supposed to do that. It actually did have was full of explosive. The real plane oh. was not supposed to do that. It was supposed to continue on and crash. Apparently, it banks over a highway oh, and then lands, lands safely. But that was like, oops. So the final explosion they had to do in miniature, which still doesn't work because you see the fire go off and then the plane explodes. So. Oh, okay. And then mm -hmm. we get to see a lovely parting shot of your dad and... <laughs> your dad and your hot aunt. <laughs> <laughs> doing it because... Yeah, and of course and the joke here is after he... M is saying he can't be back because of his injuries and he's in traction... Uh, except apparently he just can yank it's, his arm out of the sling and his leg out of the cast and it's fake traction yes. because yeah oh yes and it's yeah. so tasteful because they're on this barge being rowed by the women and the uh, uh the ore caller uh, is standing up it's going in out it which doesn't make any sense by the way that that's not how you row but not when it even if it's said by a coxswain oh. anyway so we, we do called. have to wrap up though the roundup. So Max. Yeah. Oh Lord, is this <laughs> bad? You, oh my you Lord. You know the worst part is there is so little effort put into this movie. They just—it's like they, they didn't give a crap. They just didn't care. They just they, didn't care. If you look no. at people, you notice a lot of the times their mouths are not in sync with what they're saying. No. The. And to be fair, when I when this came out, I saw it in the movie theater. I I literally remember myself not remembering this after <laughs> it came out. Like I can remember the file being erased, the little taskbar going ninety percent erased. You know, and um, the only thing I remembered of this movie, I didn't even remember the Super Dave Osborne mini jet. <laughs> the only thing I remembered was the clown suit, James oh. Bond in a clown suit. And it's like... <laughs> the only thing I remembered was the sit with the tiger. I remember... You know, Mary, I don't try to... When I put people in charge, I try not to question their judgment. So I'll never ask, why is Ted Baxter in a clown suit? <laughs> 
I, that's and it's like I thought you know when I'm gonna go rewatch this it's gonna be a little bit of a chore because it's gonna be boring mm-hmm. I, we're gonna watch this film and it's gonna be dull that was the least of the problems yeah it's it, insulting got, this movie uh, to everybody it's, it yeah. insults literally every character at some point is insulted Bond's insulted Money Penny's insulted M's insulted and most of all India. the audience <laughs> is insulted uh, and, and here's the thing we are getting to the end of Roger Moore thank the lords mm. of film He's 55 in this. He'll be 58 or whatever. And boy, poor Lois Maxwell, who shows up in the final one with Roger Moore just to say, oh, my Jimmy. But anyway, the, the, the franchise at this time, before this time, has gotten tired. And I think this film in particular shows that they were responding to absolutely nothing that was going on in popular culture at the time. I mean, even the Tarzan yell is from the 30s, right? So they're reaching back 50 years for a terrible sound bit joke. And something's got to change. And even though the movie made tons of money in comparison to it, it's made over five times its budget, which is That's a success. That's a box office success. They make one more mistake, and that's View to the Kill. Oh, dear. um, We will, unfortunately, talk about (laughs) Yeah. They 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 just keep going, um, and something's got to change. And of course, they not after the next film, after the one after that, they will change bonds in hopes to revamp things. But uh, we actually won't be talking about the Timothy Dalton films. But sadly, the Timothy Dal- Dalton films, besides getting a younger British actor, they learned nothing. Mm. They really don't. And then when they get um, Pierce Brosnan, in general, they learn nothing. It, it's the same stuff over and again. The only difference is we get a female M. Right. And, you know, okay, great. That's that's a step, but it's not much. It's not even a foxtrot. Mm. Um, we talked about Casino Royale, which we really liked. Yeah. And that's where they learned something. But, Max, what's another Bond film in which the makers learned something that yeah, maybe we could talk about? Well, I would have to say that would be the next one we're going to be talking about, which is another Daniel Craig one, Skyfall. <sighs> and there, yeah, that'll be a nice palate cleanser because this one... It delves into Bond's backstory without going in too much. It mm-hmm. actually has some emotional weight to it. And it has Daniel Easy on the Eyes <laughs> Yes, it does. By the way, just <laughs> For the one, ladies. one last thing about Octopussy. Do you notice Why? how, in most cases, very few people actually say her name because they must. <laughs> the scriptwriters must have known how silly it was. They keep referring to her as Dear Lady or The Woman. Which brings us to the end of another episode. And I would just like to say... I have to stick one more thing in there. Speaking of the name, the only one who really has fun with it is Louis Jordan. Because the way he says it, he's just relishing it. Because it, he, 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 changes, he changes the pronunciation every... Oh, octopussy. 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 He's just... He's it. I'm going to milk this. I'm going to... I'm going to just... Make it make everyone realize how silly this is, and that that was the one thing I actually enjoyed about his performance. Would you like some octopusy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I probably not. <laughs> if you would like some octopusy, right? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this is Pussy Levine and <laughs> say, Mucus Mike saying good night. Good night. <laughs> This has been a co-production of The Voice of Max, 
and the movie wrench. But you ruined my ending! Damn you! Damn you all to hell! You damn dirty ape! <laughs> <laughs>